Welcome to One More We All Go. I'm Frank. I'm Brad. And I'm Eric McCready. Oh, God damn it, I said my last name. You guys didn't. God. I'm oh. Brad McCready. I'm Frank McCready. And I'm Joe. <laughs> McCready. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're, we're here tonight sitting in the studio. We've got uh, Eric and our live audience here. Uh, live in studio, I should say. So, Eric, uh, yeah. we're gonna. We like to start our conversations clear back to the beginning. The last few we've done. I, I was thinking about this on the drive here today, from clear out to my place. But the first memory I've had with you and I in a social environment, I know what it is for me. Hmm. What was your first one? Does it involve a door? Yeah. And you like you and your brother Cody <laughs> said, "Hey, close your eyes, and we're gonna show you this special room we have." Yeah. Walk me over to this door my eyes closed and you open this door with my eyes closed and you open it and you push me out and there was it was outside there was like a big the steps weren't built yet and you push me down i fell down to the ground and was there snow at least nope just dirt yeah that's actually the house you live in now yes which that house was being built at that time yeah we hadn't built the deck yet and it was uh Oh, maybe a four or five foot drop down. <laughs> hey, why don't you check out this sweet I, closet we got? And we shut oh, them out. Oh, it's a closet, yeah. I uh, yeah, haven't liked you since. That was, kind of, a, that was kind of a rough move. I met Eric McCready uh, on Bowling League. We yeah. On the same bowling team. Yep. I actually thought that's what we were doing. No, you asked me to come by. That's what the shoes are We're putting are the band back together. <laughs> <laughs> Bowling's on the list of stuff I'm really... I'm really bad at, but I enjoy doing pool, intimacy, uh, math, things like that. I enjoy doing them, just not very good at them. <laughs> yeah. I was probably the best in the team. I, I think stra- so. I straight bowled, and everybody else in the whole place, oh, was there eight lanes? Yeah. They, like, spun spun the ball. I can never figure out how to do that. Now, th- how, this is how long ago it was. You could still smoke in the bar oh, when you started that bowling week. That's been, what, 2005? I didn't smoke, but the next day, you could just... You can still taste it in your mouth, and your head hurts so bad. All, all the cool kids had leather jackets in those days, and you brought that home, and it smelled for a week. And yeah. at that time, you went back to the bar and got ready again for the next week. I slept on the couch most days, yeah. most nights. <laughs> yeah. So, so Eric, what do you do from day to day to bring home the bacon to help provide for your family? So I work for AgriVision Equipment, and I do some uh, sales management roles. I do a lot. Of, I still do a lot of selling, but. Uh, most part, my I'm pretty into change, and my job changes about every year. Along those lines, something I've learned from you in the last few months or years is that you're doing a lot of international sales, which so seemed fascinating to me that you're moving a lot of stuff overseas. You found a good market for that. You want to talk a little bit about that? You bet. So it's kind of started back when, when things are a little slower and we are having trouble selling some stuff, but trying to find new opportunities to sell what our trade-ins in our area how to sell them more outside of our area. We can sell all this new stuff, but you get all this, these trade-ins, you, you got to find buyers for them outside the area. International is one of them, outside other states. How does that work then? Because earlier we were talking before we started rolling here, and you said you talked to two people from China. Yeah. So how is China buying? Are you shipping them over in containers, or do you have a, a store over there we don't know about? No. So, you know, once you get the connections, you know, really the shipping is really pretty easy once you kind of figure out who to talk to. We'll put, like, heads, like platforms, the header equipment in the front of the combine into containers. And really, we can ship a container from, say, Iowa to China for $5,000. That's yeah. not too bad. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, so they we'll put it in a container. It goes on a, on a train. And then it actually goes to the ship and then ends up in 
of the country. So it costs you five grand to ship it, but you're charging them eight grand freight. Well, kind of, kind of works out <laughs> somewhat, maybe. <laughs> There's always those unexpected expenses. Right. So, how about the language barrier? How's your, how's your Chinese? Are you getting pretty fluent? Yeah. So we use a, I use a WhatsApp for a lot of my communication with, with okay. the foreign buyers. Yep. Okay. Where a lot of our text messaging doesn't work, or there's time changes and phone calls, WhatsApp works pretty good. So you can just leave a message on the platform; it'll translate it. They can answer them at their time, like an email or something. Yep. Yep. And actually, like, I, so I got uh, so WhatsApp is a Facebook product, a meta product. And I actually got kicked off of Facebook a few months ago. And actually, I blamed it on you. I woke up one. Oh, one I remember. Day. Yeah. <laughs> and and I get so then I got kicked off of WhatsApp. I'm like, what the heck's going on? Then I couldn't communicate with all these buyers. I have all this equipment sold. I'm like, oh, man, what do I do now? So actually, my sister let me use her WhatsApp account. I still use it today because I cannot sign up for WhatsApp without being kicked back off because whatever happened on my Facebook account must have been bad enough. They will not. They just, I'm just totally banned from. Well, you can get set up to cut a lot of extra hair and sell equipment at the same time. Yeah. yeah. I think we skipped a few chapters in here. We're right on to his professional career. Yeah. We skipped all over childhood and puberty and all that stuff. Uh, so do we need like a harp sound, like a yeah, we're gonna, Yeah, we need a hashtag back to 1987. You were in, what, fourth grade? Sounds about right. So yeah. what, what were you doing in fourth grade to bring home the oh. bacon for the little lady back at the Hacienda? Yeah, that would have been Mrs. Beatty's class in fourth grade. That's all I remember about fourth grade. Okay. <laughs> Sounded like Brad was leading into a story. Yeah, I, th- I, I thought there was a story there research, somewhere. I don't think there's four. I don't remember a fourth, no fourth grade story. Can you can, do you know the story? No, nope, no, I don't. I, I was just trying to. I like to get all the early childhood stories because sometimes there's one that just triggers that maybe I don't know about. So I was trying to see what maybe in your childhood that happened that you really thought all our listeners, the seven in Belgium, need to know about. Kudos to the people in Belgium. Yeah. I think that's uh, Denmark for or Danish for yeah. Guten Tag. Yeah, it's German. I know, but but we looked it up, and they speak oh they seven Dutch, languages, French yeah. and German. They all speak like multiple languages. I don't. I think kudos. Did anything thank you, happen to you in fourth grade that that uh, made you into the man you are now? Well, funny you should mention that. So I think that was about the time that we had the school nurse taught us how to properly brush our teeth. Does that sound right? That must have been a Carson thing. I was Oakland kids. I remember them checking you for lice. Well, so our school specifically him. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I was the kid you had sent home notes about. Hey, there's some skanky kid in your class with life. So I'm not going to say any names, but I'm just Red Morstall. <laughs> but no, our school nurse at that time is actually ended up being my brother's mother in law. You know, long story short, 20 years later, they ended up getting married. And we were talking about this. She's like, oh, I remember that brushing teeth over there. And you said, Your teeth were falling out. And I was like, Yeah, maybe you should pay attention. My fourth grade teacher accused me of not turning in my math homework and then shook me in front of the class. Until I cried and then sent me to the office. Like, uh, what's that, Matilda, when they've got the trunch bowl? Oh, yeah. Good God, I hate really? that woman. Do you even play her name or all platform or listen? Oh, uh, oh, she's dead. Mrs. Helen. Oh, you won that round. Yeah. <laughs> Teaches her right, bitch. God, I hated her. <laughs> that escalated quickly. Nope. Huh. You can still do that type of stuff today. I mean, shake kids, and right? I had a teacher hit me on the head with a deer antler once, or deer hoof, and it brought tears to my eye. He gently put his hand on my shoulder. He's like, quit crying, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Frank probably knows the teacher. I won't say any names. That was kindergarten. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You sparked a memory for me. Not fourth grade, but fifth grade. Our principal was Mr. Ellis. I don't. Oh yeah, I got Ellis. paddled for Mr. Ellis. Oh yeah, he had this board with holes in it, and he—I think he got spanked by it, but he'd always scare scare me with it. 
that's yeah. not the, the, my story. The story was science class. We did not learn science. We played chess. That's where I learned how to play chess. So that's a fine every, skill. Yeah. Did he do that with you? Uh, no. So every everybody would have somebody would have to play him in chess every day during class. Jeez, is that why you don't know where babies come from? No. No, I don't know anything. Hell, a chess player. <laughs> I, I can beat you in three moves, but I don't know where to put this finger. <laughs> <laughs> so so you made it on up through elementary. We're going to fast forward a little bit to high school because I, I know a few memories about you then. But from what I remember, you were a pretty good track athlete, played some football, some baseball. Uh, what was your go-to sport in high school? High school is probably more football. Football and track. Well, and, and that time frame for me, I know Frank and I were good buds at that time in the 90s. I remember we were in middle school, maybe elementary, and you were a senior because you're, I think, 14 years older than us. But you had this sweet Ford Mustang. <laughs> was it was it gray and blue or something, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, it was like two-tone gray, a little blue stripe on it. It was an 87. But it was sweet at the time. Five, that was 5.0. Yeah. yeah, that was a sweet rig. Did do you think the Mustang maybe helped with the situation of ladies a little bit? Oh, everybody wanted to ride the Mustang. Actually, I got paid a hundred dollars one time from a guy. He was a gentleman, and and you fell in love. I mean, before, oh no, no, because prostitution is illegal. I mean, he was <laughs> he's a nice guy, but he, he basically goes, "I'll give you a hundred bucks. Show me how fast your car goes." So we went on Highway Six, and that's what we do. As fast as the car would go, and that's it. No, no, how fast? Well, the actual speedometer said stop at 85, but then it would take, you know, just keep going, but there's no numbers there. Hmm. We're doing 45 squared. <laughs> so we're going, we're going 80, over 85. Well, that, it that, might have been times, not quite times two, but it was, it was, it was pretty fast. Fastest I've ever taken that car. Made 100 bucks and you didn't yeah. die. That's a victory. Yeah. That makes you a professional oh. race car driver. Yeah. Hopefully, my If you my, get paid to do anything, you were a professional. Uh, I agree. I didn't hear one good caller story of when you got drunk with your cronies and passed out, passed out in the pickup, oh, man. or uh, got because there's no Uber and you were a track star, so you had to run everywhere, like Forrest Gump. Yeah, so there's probably a few stories. Some of them I can tell, some I don't want to tell. Oh, well, oh, that's what we're here for. Anyway. So I do have a really good story. If you guys want to hear it, it's uh, nothing but time. All right. So it was my senior year, so 1999. We were sitting in, uh, <laughs> we were sitting in Lamona, Iowa, and, and my buddy was from Kansas City. And he goes, "We need to go down to Kansas City this weekend and go to the bars." Like, okay, it was so we got some people together, and and I was actually I was dating a girl that was not Tracy at the time. We were taking a break, and uh, she's gonna kill me for saying that. But anyway, we went down to Kansas City. There was there was a several of us, <laughs> and. Uh, we ended up going to Westport. Westport, there's a bunch of bars in that area in Kansas City. And okay. That's, and that's I, in Missouri. Okay. Okay. So we, we were there hanging out at different bars, and and uh, my buddy and his girlfriend were there, and they were, they'd been dating for a long time, but they got in a fight when when the bar closed. Two, it might have been, two, I can't, probably two in the morning. Anyway, so they got in a fight, an arguing match, and I was just sitting over the side. But well, he, I think he, they maybe get, maybe they started pushing each other. And you remember, there's two in the morning, had lots of beer. So this is my version of the story. Right. Okay. So another guy jumps in and and hits my buddy. So oh, not one from in. your party. Not from our party. Okay. So I go in there and I I I intervene. And I think I may have hit him back. All of a sudden, I got tackled. 
And uh, and I started fighting back. Well, I got tackled by the cops. So I got put in handcuffs. I got sat over there in the in the corner of the parking in the parking lot. And uh, in timeout. Yeah, I was in timeout. And also they, they they load me up in the back of the police car and I get taken off to jail. So that's part of the story. Well, I sat in there and I tried to call my parents and they couldn't get through. But like an hour or so later, my buddy shows up in in jail. <laughs> hey, what are same you doing jail. here? <laughs> and he, and he, they put him in the same pen as me. And I'm like, dude, what happened? He goes, oh, I felt so bad that you went. So I so I swung at the cop and they, <laughs> they arrested me. I'm like, you dumb, dumb. What? So he he was able to get hold of his grandpa. And his grandpa showed up with his girlfriend they got in a fight with. And they got us out of jail. Well... So we're driving, we're driving down the road, and it's almost, it's pretty well daylight by now. And we drop off the grandpa, and we stop at a convenience store to grab something. And they get in a fight at the convenience store. Well, the convenience store owners call the cops again. The boyfriend, girlfriend? The boyfriend, girlfriend. This, so that the guy so, that ended up in jail with you is the same one that got in a fight to initiate all the hostility? Yeah. Okay. So they got in a fight in the parking lot of this convenience store, convenience store, workers call the cops again and it's it's daylight it's six seven in the morning and they come and he gets arrested again and this is in kansas so we got the first they started off in missouri but we crossed the line into kansas so he actually went to jail in kansas the next day so so that's gonna be some kind of record two oh different states in six yeah. hours so they said he spent 24 hours in kansas we, we went back to the college without him <laughs> his grandpa because it was his grandpa right yeah yeah so yeah grandpa's like one and done son you're on your own now yeah we'll call him Brandon so are they still his name are they still married <laughs> <laughs> are they still married today no nah, see they did get married they're not they married they had I think they had three kids and they're not married today though and it really sounds like it would have worked from the beginning yeah hopefully he listens to this he probably has a whole different story but this is what I remember <laughs> <laughs> and, the, and the guy that, that I maybe hit has a whole different story too. Because he was on work, he was at work. Well, that guy, no, I think that guy was just a party goer. It wasn't a cop you hit. Yeah, he was actually probably a good Samaritan. You know, stepping in. Yeah. To I would never hit a cop. I have total priest. respect for the law in case anybody mm-hmm. asks. I actually remember the guy's name, first and last name, but I'm not going to say it because. Because it's on a police report. But, uh, <laughs> well, if it's on a police report, it's public info. Yeah, so you can look it up. It's framed. Yeah. You have it framed at the house. Yeah, Westport, Missouri. You got you and Tracy's wedding photo, a couple of the kids. Yeah. Your police report. Brandon in cuffs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. When you got out of college, you went to... I went to Graceland University down in Lamona, Iowa. And I went there because of sports. I mean, ran track and played football there. That's, that's pretty good, though. It has some accolades to play college athlete. That's that's a pretty good deal. Yeah. So is that where you met your wife in those days? Was she going to the same school? Yeah, so my wife is from Oregon. She got she was a state high jump champion, so she got a scholarship, and she showed up at Graceland University in South Central Iowa. Never been to the campus before, and... Uh, it seems odd to me that she's high jump champion, because she can't be more than 4'5". She's uh, around 4'5", between 4'5 and 5'7". Yeah, right in there somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. I thought she was a seven. I just asked her she's a ten, but <laughs> <laughs> edit, edit. what's the what's the sound? 
so you're moving through college. You get back. Did you have plans to come back to the family business, keep working, moving iron, doing stuff of that nature? Did you want to do that, or did, well, did you want to be a doctor, dentist, or lawyer or something? What did you have in sights? You know, to be honest with you, I'd never thought about doing anything different. Sometimes I kind of regret that, not getting a different experience, but I knew I was going to college and come back and work in the family business. We were a single-store John Deere dealer, and I was the fifth generation of that John Deere. Right. And I didn't want to stop that. That's what I did. I came back and worked in the family business. Yeah, because that's been, what, uh, maybe early 1900s, wasn't it, when your great-great-grandfather started? Because I've seen some of the pictures. 1899. So our, my great-great-grandfather started the Macedonia implement in 1899, and then my great-grandpa, and then my grandpa, and then my dad, and then and I come on board. And It's got to be quite the, the legacy to uh, to hold up. And then, of course, that, that little implement has grown far yeah. beyond that. You guys have 10, 12 stores? We have 16 locations. Oh, okay, sorry. Yeah, 16 locations in Iowa and Nebraska, and then... Uh, and so you're, you're coming through the ranks, you get your college experience, living the life, you meet this wonderful girl, Tracy, you bring her back home. Did you think, uh, hey, we're going to get her involved in the operation, we're going to come back around? Because if I remember right, she has a nursing background, is that right? After she graduated from Graceland, she went to Creighton to get her nursing degree. No, and that was not the plan for her to come back to... Right. To, and you put a baby in her. Yeah, family stuff happened, and yeah. actually we did offer. <laughs> That's the best yeah. explanation I've ever. Heard. Yeah, family stuff happened. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, she actually came uh, after she took some time off to, from nursing to raise the family. She wanted some part time work, so she actually came work for us at the at the dealership there in Macedonia. Right. Because I, I know Jess says that all the time. You know, uh, being a farm partner wasn't her number one destination when she was graduating college with a yeah. forensic science degree to uh, <laughs> be the operations manager of a farm. But <laughs> she's doing a great job at it. And I'm glad she's there. It was and it was terrible because I saw when I get home at night. That's all she wanted to talk about was work stuff. I'm like I just want to disconnect, you know, and stuff. Oh, that's it's hard working with your spouse. I mean, Jess and I do it. It's uh, it's not easy. Um, I'm, I'm glad we do. I wouldn't have her, anybody but her doing it because you have somebody you can trust with your financials, your livelihood, and that's a big deal. Yeah, she's really good at the job, but eventually I left that store, and uh, I kind of, like, what's, maybe it's time to maybe do something different. So you she, fired her? Yeah. No, I didn't fire her. It was her choice, and I think it was, she was, it was, she was relieved that she could do something different. Right. Maybe stay home more with the kids. I've tried to fire Jess, and she said I was wrong. She just shows back up. Yep. Well, it's in the house, so. <laughs> yep. She's she's got her office in our house, so. She's, she she's I think she'd be happier doing something else she likes, but I believe she does like it. flexibility having her own schedule. She can do what she wants when she wants, and but I do hope someday she can follow her dream, of her career, because I hate to be the one to hold her back from that, and that's that's got to be tough for her not doing what she wants, yeah. five hundred miles away from the people she loves. Yeah. Eric, you you've got you've got the three kids. And they're all superstar athletes. And how do you how do you balance being uh, pretty much on call all the time since you work in agriculture? How do you balance that and still be present for the family? When I was younger, I was it was work, 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 and you're always on the phone. You're probably working 12, 15 hours a day, whatever it is, every day. As I've gotten older, it's and it's you got to take time for family, kids' events. I try not to miss very many games anymore. Right. You know, you miss you miss stuff during the day, but mo- I try to keep my evenings free for for the for the family. But like Frank said, your kids are hellacious athletes. So you've got a game probably four or five nights a week, don't you? Yeah, they're pretty active. Uh, I know as my kids get older, uh, they're not as old as yours, but uh, fifteen, 
and younger from there because I'm not really sure how the other two are. I'm pretty sure they're younger. It, it is interesting how fast they grow up and how fast they change. And like Jess says, you know, if Brooks wants to come, our youngest wants to come crawl in our bed, she'll say, well, before you know it, she won't want to lay with us or won't want to be around us. I'm like, oh, all right. But she's absolutely right because, I mean, he'll, I remember just yesterday when your daughter was young and I knew her when she was five, six years old. And I mean, now she's, what, 17, mm-hmm. 18? Almost 18. Yeah, they, they grow up fast. That's for darn sure. Shai says that the days are long, but the years are short. Yeah, yeah. that's a good analogy. <laughs> Awkward silence. <laughs> where, where do you want to see you go now? As, as you and Tracy, you're getting ready for golden years. I know you're a big retirement planner. You've been planning for retirement, investing well, and, and <clears> trying <throat> to save back some money and stuff. So mm-hmm. what would you like to do in your golden years? I'm, not, I'm not, I know you're a long ways from it. You're only, what, 43? 45. 45. Yeah. So you got another 15 years of working left or whatever it may be. Hopefully. What would you like to do when you retire? Or what's next in your career? I like to travel, but I, I do want to live on water some someday. So someday... I don't know if that's a lake house or the ocean. I I don't maybe it's I don't know. If it's living in an R V or camper. Right. Down by the river. What about uh, maybe a bucket list? What's what's something on your bucket list? Like some go to things you have to get done before you get old and die. I don't know. And just you're gone, just dead forever. Light, yeah, just dead forever. Man, bucket list is uh like you said, I'm into I'm into investing and doing some things like that. I, I, I like I like to learn about that investing i just started up a i just bought my first rental house this last year and then i bought a tractor that i rent out i did i like to do things different and i just i don't know i just continue to learn about different things and that's different revenue know. streams yeah it's nothing about that it's just learning about what people like what people want and i guess how you can make some more money but right you and your get rich quick schemes eric have you ever heard of avon i hear they're a big deal yeah. yeah, a lot of people have tried it up here, you know, for whether it be Melaleuca or Avon or because it's all the same, pure right? Pure romance. Yeah, pure romance. I mean, a lot of money in dicks. I mean, you can make a lot of money in them, but uh, yeah. and if you got to get in or you have a dildo you don't want, you just throw it off of a bridge. Yes. Oh, yeah. Um, speaking Podcast of that, number one. little throwback, um, I was talking with Jake, the bridge builder. He found a dildo on the current bridge he's working on. Out I'm not kidding. A little red one, he said. It wasn't on the bank. It was underground. He was actually digging and found it. And he said, I, I should have sent a picture to you guys. But What unholy thing happened that they felt like they needed to dig a hole to bury the dildo? It, it might have just been that long ago. It was like an angel. It was an artifact. Some cave woman got down on this. We're going to see it in the museum. Yeah. So what are some things maybe, maybe you think the world just has to know about Eric? Huh. The the TikTok farmer. Well, no, you're not oh, a TikTok we, farmer. We haven't even got into the TikTok. Stuff. Yeah, what, what's your handle on TikTok? That, that's a big deal. I know you put a lot of time into it. McCracken. I think it's just, I think it's a JD Eric McCready. I I don't know. But I hear a lot about your TikTok videos. As everyone opens up, give me your opening line. I'll let you do it. Hey TikTok farmers, this is Eric with Agrivision Equipment. And then I go into my spiel. I got chills. Oh, oh got man, chills. I'm on the edge of my seat. I got chills. It's like yeah. hearing Kiss open up. You know, I'm not good at that stuff, but I just, I guess I just understand that you just got to find ways to reach people differently. Yeah. You know, adapting to new technologies. And I remember I used to do a lot of stuff at Craigslist, and Craigslist kind of went away in this marketplace. And now you got to figure out how to reach We're different generations. Are. Yeah. Right. So have has the TikTok thing paid off? Yeah. So I... I told someone the other day that I probably attribute about $5 million in sales of TikTok. 
Nice. Don't yeah. tell TikTok that. I know. And it's not the stuff I put on there. People reach out after the fact. Yeah, and with the 20% commission, that's a pretty good deal. Yes. Yeah, yes, yeah, nearly 20%. Or, or I do stuff for free just to, to say I did do something. But Right. Yeah. Just to bump the stock price up. <laughs> but, but really, people, you, put some, you just got to put something out there and then people comment. I mean, you got to deal with all the negative comments, like, you're ugly, you're... Uh, Stop it, Tracy. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, well, I'm not interested in your $400,000 tractor, but do you got any of these uh, 4440s for twenty grand? Right. And then you're like, oh, I do have a 4440 for twenty. It's a gateway. Grand. Yeah. It's on its way to China. Yeah. Well, I've, a lot of foreign buyers have found me through TikTok. Really? Yeah. I just sent a... Just left last week a Gale grinder mixer, Cornhead, which is Case IH, and some other miscellaneous stuff to, to Uruguay. Oh, well, hold on. This is an interesting topic. My son might be full of crap, but he told me you've been trying to get a hold of the Ukrainian farmer that was stealing tanks with his tractor. <laughs> no, well, I was selling a bunch of stuff into the Ukraine. And in January, I had a comment on a sprayer leave. And when the war broke out, I was reaching out to the, that buyer. I'm like, hey, what's going on with this? The, the, the Ukrainian guy said, what's well, crazy over here? I'll keep you posted. I'd never heard anything from him again. And to be honest with you, I was too nervous. I'd never message him back because I was worried that, just worried. So yeah. I have no idea if that combine and sprayer that left in, in January ever even made it to the Ukraine because it takes 45, 60 days to hmm. a boat. When the Ukrainian farmer was stealing tanks with his tractor, were you upset that it was uh, a fend? I don't, I don't know. I've been too, too, too <laughs> John Deere would have been better. John Deere would have gotten I may, I may screw this story up, but they, the Russians were stealing the equipment out of Ukraine and the John Deere stuff that they were taking back to Russia with, with um, some technology called JD Link. They're able to actually shut down some of that equipment. So oh, wow. make, it, make it not, not right. usable. So going back to the 1987 fourth grade Eric, did he envision that he would be as badass TikTok maniac like, like you are now? Oh, no. I'm, I'm generally a quiet guy. I, I mean, you see me in social settings. I'm not the guy. I'm not Brad or whatever your name is, but <laughs> stupid beer. Where you are now, is that where you where you wanted to be or no, I, were you just happier here? I never figured we would be from that small store in Macedonia, Iowa to... Now we have, you know, locations in three different states with a joint venture with another company worth over 30 locations. So it's, I never, never would have thought we'd be this, this, where, this, this, where we are today. And my grandpa that died in 2001, I mean, I wish you could see what we, what this all looks like today because he did, I mean, that single store where it is started a hundred some years ago to where we are today. It's, it's pretty. Yep. They just stand there and shake their head, those old timers. Yep. Yeah, I, I I wish that a lot of the old timers could see all the things we do, whether it be with radio technology or equipment sales or farming, whatever it is. But uh, everything has changed so much, even in the last fifty years. Oh yeah. I mean, everything we do, and I, it's just exciting for me to see what the next fifty bring for us. That well, we'll see by the time we're ninety years old. What What's your number one adventure so far? You, you like to travel. You got a you go to Mexico often, right? Yeah, we got. I, and I wouldn't recommend a timeshare to anybody, but we do have a timeshare in Cabo. How does that work? Because it's basically a half a month every other year. The same place every time. Yeah, it's the same. It's the same. It's like it's like a villa. It's like a house. Don't you want some strange? It's, it'd be nice to have some strange and mix it up a little bit. Okay, we can edit that and around, that, right, Frank? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I wouldn't recommend timeshares because you're stuck 
going to the same place and they they give you this sales pitch like it's gonna be great you can rent it out or something that's not the way it works well the reason i brought that i knew you had the place down there but uh, does anything you ever see anything crazy happen because you hear some crazy stuff in mexico there would be as cartels or storms or you know i know you're not you're not in the cartel neighborhood but uh smuggling territory but we haven't seen anything like that. We're and on that Baja Peninsula, where Cabo is pretty. I think it's pretty safe. We we've been going down there enough for the last twenty years that we rent a car and we drive up the coast to um, Toto Santos, where like Hotel California is, like the song, and it's like locals and it's pretty neat. Yeah, the the only one I know is that old lonesome highway east of Omaha. So that that's yeah. right here. We're right by that. I don't know where Los Santos is. Toto Santos. Toto Santos. Toto Santos. It's my. Have you have you learned any Spanish, Spanish in your in your ventures down to Mexico? Si, si. No cervezas, por favor. Cervezas. Donde está baños? Baños. Cervezas and baños. You can't just repeat what he says. What does it mean? Well, cervezas, beer, baños, bathroom, and C is yes. I, I would like to learn si. a little Spanish. I think it'd be beneficial. Just un poquito. Just a little bit. Yeah, just a little bit. Just the tip. <laughs> just the tip. I want the tip of Spanish. <laughs> the first eight inches. <laughs> that's from a, that's one of your, your previous podcasts. Yeah, that's a callback. <laughs> <laughs> we have an avid listener. Look at that. Are you from Belgium? <laughs> oh, you got you got Belgium turned on to us, Eric. The thing is, he texted like four o'clock this afternoon. And asked what the name of the podcast was. So he, he listened to all of those within the last three hours. Right. Well, the funny thing about that is I knew what it was, but I couldn't remember it because I wanted to tell somebody else. Right. And then I, 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 he told me, and I, I, I typed it in like, oh, yeah, I already follow it. So. Well, okay. So moment. speaking of uh, your, your traveling, your listeners, our listeners, I, I think we should put an ad out for you in Belgium. We could move a, a whole container of equipment to Belgium this week. Yes. Yes, we need to figure out what the opportunities are there. So, yeah, if you're listening, reach out. Yeah, hit us up. Hit us up in the comments. So is there anything that we've missed, Eric, that we should highlight about the <laughs> illustrious career and the life of? No, I, I'm i pretty boring, guys. I respectfully disagree. <laughs> yeah. Respectfully disagree. I've got tons of audio here that says likewise. Yeah. <laughs> Lot, lots and lots of editing. I'm sorry about your the the 15 hours of editing you have in front of no, me today. No, no, no. No, we we appreciate you coming in, Eric. Thanks for sharing a little piece of your life with us. And if yeah. there's anything else you want to share with us or come back for episode two, let us know. We'll sure be happy to have you. Well, this is way cool what you guys are doing. Well, right. That's why we had you on. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. You're real cool Edit. for doing this with us. Edit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for the beers. Oh, the John, so, yeah, the John Deere Bush Light beers. The John, oh, oh so that you're doing. I mean, no. So speaking of the John Deere beers, I'm consumer. gonna I'm gonna jump back in quick, even though we're on the exit strategy. How many pallets of John Deere beer did you help supply your customers with, buying them for them for them to buy? You didn't buy them for them, but you helped supply them. Well, I did buy about four pallets. There's yep. 98 cases on each pallet, and my wife was mad because it's a couple thousand dollars a pallet. Yep. Yeah. So these John Deere cans came out, and everybody thought they were going to run out real fast. So we're like, we better buy as much as we can. You know, I agree. I'm being a farmer. Uh, you like to drink it better because it says right here below the brim I'm looking at for the farmers, but it still tastes the same. But for some reason, we just like goddamn drinking yeah. it. It tastes colder. Yeah. More reliable. Yeah. And if some Russian steals it, you shut it down remotely. 
That's right. America. America. <laughs> America. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, then, then again, like Frank said, thank you for coming, Eric. We appreciate having you. Thanks for spending time with us. Thanks for having me. Uh, check us out. One more. We all go. Like and subscribe. Download. Follow us uh, on Spotify and Apple. And check out Eric McCready with the Hey TikTok Farmers. At JD Eric McCready on TikTok. Thank you. Sounds good. Thanks, guys.